there's something of a beer explosion going on in the Portland area. And I don't mean an over-carbonated beer explosion. I'm talking about new and exciting breweries and tap rooms opening left and right. I'm Andrew Thien, and this is Beat Check with the Oregonian. Up next, Andre Minier, our beer writer and newsletter editor. We talked about this latest beer boom, what it means, some of his recent beer travels to Eugene and Bend, and much more. Here's our conversation. Andre Meunier, welcome back on the show. Thanks, Andrew. It is fantastic to be back here with you again. Well, it seems like every time I open my web browser or the Oregonian lately, there's something coming with your byline about some new project in the beer world. So we figured it would be a good time to touch base. Let's just start there. I mean, there's been a ton happening lately, it seems. What's going on? Yeah, well... It seems like every time I wake up and sign on to work, there's some new brewery or some new tap room or whatever. Like over the summer, I literally couldn't keep up. I couldn't write enough stories about what was going on. And my newsletter was just getting longer and longer and longer. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a lot has to do with, um, you know, the pandemic kind of easing, people feeling much more comfortable about going out. Um, and there's just been this sort of bottled up, desire to get things going. And I think people during the pandemic were pondering plans and kind of dreaming big dreams. And and then when things started backing off a little bit, they all started landing. Um, I mean, just in the past two months, I can think of probably five new breweries that have either opened or were announced and are getting ready to open. We've got Living House, Living House Beer Company, which mm-hmm. opened up last month in the former space that was the commons 10 years ago or so. And then that became Modern Times, but Modern Times closed last year. That's a San Diego company and they've got some financial trouble. And Living House opened up in that space. And that is uh, three guys, Conrad Andrus, who was the former uh, head brewer at Culmination, Matt Sandoval, he was the head brewer at Modern Times, and then Gavin Lord, who was uh, head brewer at Free Family Brewers. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got some pedigree over there, and, and it's a beautiful space. So that's Living House. And then a secondary brewery is coming out of there called Hetty Alice Brewing, H-E-T-T-Y, Alice. Okay. And that's Gavin Lord, who's one of the three Living House guys, is starting his own sort of separate enterprise out of there. It's named after his grandmother. And he's going to be producing beer uh, when he's not producing for Living House under this uh, brand. And he's already started selling it. So that's two. Um, (laughs) Two in one space. Two in one space. We've got Vice Beer, which is out in East Vancouver. And Vice Beer bought the old, well, it's not old, it's new, bought the brewery and tap room of Barlow's Brewing. And if you're don't remember, recall Barlow's, they had a big tap house on the new Vancouver waterfront. And okay. that's in West Vancouver, but they brewed in East Vancouver and had a little tap house over there. Well, Vice, they, during the pandemic, they packed it up. The owners moved back to Texas and said, no, nah, we're, we're done. And Vice Beer started up out there in East Vancouver. They're not doing the West Side tap room. It's too big, too expensive in that downtown waterfront, uh, Vancouver waterfront. But it's uh, two couples, Michael and Bria Perozzo, Cameron and Erica Johnson. They've thrown down together 
and they've got this thing up and running. They've got this really fun sort of 80s and 90s nostalgia theme, um, you know, pinball and old video games and, and stuff like that. Okay, like Miami Vice is yeah, uh, that a little bit what like they're Miami going Vice. for there. Yeah. yeah, he's he's not. They're not necessarily willing to tie it directly to Vice, but it's got the same sort of neon pastel colors and you know, fun, just kind of fun, kitschy vibe. <laughs> cool. What else we got? Oh, Grand Fur Brewing is probably the biggest news there's been over the over the summer. Um, it is sort of the celebrity couple. Um, Ten Barrel Brewing Portland's head brewer um, is a woman named Whitney Burnside, believe it or not. That's her actual name <laughs> in Portland. And um, she's a fantastic brewer, uh, highly acclaimed. And her husband is Doug Adams. And he uh, is a kind of a famous Portland restaurateur. He was on Top Chef. Top Chef, that's the name of that show. Yeah. Yeah, he was a finalist and kind of became a little, you know, got a little celebrity a few years back with that. And then he started Bullard, which is a restaurant in downtown Portland. Anyway, they are both moving past those parts of their lives and they are going to open up a place together. And that's called Grand Fur Brewing. And it is moving into the home of West Coast Grocery. Um, in Southeast Portland's Buckman neighborhood, which is closing in five days at the end of August. Um, you may remember West Coast Grocery had some issues with a sexual harassment incident uh, three, four years ago, and it was just never able to overcome that. So Charlie Hyde, the owner, is closing the shop. He's selling it to Burnside and Adams, and Grand Fur is expected to be open there in the fall. That's a lot. And... We haven't even I got one more to, if you want one more. Yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one is Entrecompas is the correct way to pronounce it. My, uh, my man Nick Herrera tells me Nick is a Mexican-American. He is a descendant of Mexican immigrants. And he has opened up a brewery that means um, with friends, like among good friends, which is what mm -hmm. Enter Compass means. And right now he's uh, what you could consider a ghost brewery or contract brewing, where he's making beer um, at other somebody else's brewery for now, kegging it up, bringing it to retails. And he's partnering with Republica Hospitality Group, which uh, is Angel Medina's place. And he's got a, a restaurant there off the North Park Blocks in uh, Northwest Portland called Los Ponchos. And that is kind of serving as the home tap room for Enter Compass. And they're looking for their own brewery and a place to open up a pub. So that's a lot. And I just laid it on you really fast. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Might as well just spill your guts here right at the beginning. Um, what, right, right off the jump, there's a lot to get into. Let's stick with the last one, though, and then we'll maybe go backwards in time. Um, just because uh, Nick Herrera, back in the before times, um, he taught a young man named Andre Meunier how to how to make his own beer can you rem maybe you knew how to do it beforehand but can you talk about the experience um just kind of uh seeing him at work and remind us how that all went down and what the beer was called and all that yeah yeah well i don't know any young man named andre Meunier, but um i know a pretty old one <laughs> uh but yeah three years ago nick was the head brewer and instructor at laboratory which is was sorry an experimental uh teaching 
brewery in North Portland. It was part of Portland Kettleworks, and they are a brewing uh, brew house manufacturer. And so they would sell these brewing lines to new breweries. The brewers would come. Nick would teach them how to brew on right. these systems. Right. And so I went in and I wrote a story about Labruatory. And I was asking Nick about how collaborations work, because you hear all about collaborations all the time. And he said, uh, you know, they really kind of work. However, I, I could do one with you, you know, <laughs> if we just decide to do one. And I said, well, what would I bring to it? And he's like, I don't know. You're a journalist. You could write about it. And then light went off and I said, okay, I'm in. And uh, so we ended uh, the next couple months, we ended up on this project of uh, Samantha Swindler, one of our videographers would come with me and he walked me through every step of how to make a beer. And it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot and we did videos and I wrote stories. It's all um, at Oregon Live. You can find it. it the beer was called hashtag fake brews uh, because at that point um, there was a lot of discussion in the political world about things being fake news. And so since I wasn't really a brewer and I was in a news organization, hashtag fake brews IPA kind of just was a natural. So we made that. It was a lot of fun. And um, the brewery unfortunately closed during the pandemic. Uh, Nick was out of brewing, but missed it. And he's one of these guys who he's always had a dream to start his own place. And so during the pandemic, he started getting that plan together. Pandemic is slowing down and Nick's, you know, coming out of the gates with Anthrocompas, which is um, one of Portland's first Mexican-American -owned, Mexican owned breweries. Um, he is very committed to not um, using any sort of cliches and stereotypes. You know, you, you see Mexican lagers everywhere and he doesn't really understand what a Mexican lager is because it's sort of an American invention. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so that's what he's doing, and he, like I said, he's partnering with Republica, um, and they, uh, you know, they're they're committed to their culture and they're committed to um, sort of expanding craft beer into their culture uh, because, as they told me during the interview, you know, the the craft beer scene is pretty homogenous. It's not uh, necessarily all white. It's it's not necessarily anything. It's just kind of its own thing. And a lot of the, no, not very many of the brewers or people in the industry uh, look like Nick and Angel. Um, and so they want to change that. And that's kind of what they're out to do. And Nick's a great brewer. Um, he's made two West Coast IPAs so far. He's made a Vienna lager. Both of them are smashingly good. And uh, one of them just came out yesterday. I was at the release party at Culmination Brewing um, with... Uh, April Slider and Tomas Slider, and uh, they're helping him kind of being a good supporter, right? You know, just as he's getting going. So you talked a little bit about the fact that it's, you know, it's its own, it's an industry unto itself. I mean, obviously it's a part of the culture in Portland um, and in Oregon and just the Northwest. But like when you talk to people in the industry, like Nick and, and um, also women, like you've written pretty extensively through the years about a lot of the female brewers at various operations, mm -hmm. whether it's in Portland or out in uh, Cascade Locks, like why is this important? And you know what what can people in the industry do that they aren't doing in the conversations that you've had to open the doors to to more people? Yeah, I think the 
one of the longtime criticisms of the craft beer industry is that it's white and it's pretty bro-y. Um, it can have um, a male-dominated ethos at times, and there have been more than a handful of breweries that have found themselves um, facing uh, lawsuits, criticism for the way women have been treated um, in their brew pubs, not only customers, but staff. And so um, I have written extensively about that. And um, we're starting to see that change for women in the industry. There are more and more women brewers being hired. Um, I, I highlight that in my weekly newsletter, beer newsletter that comes out every Thursday at noon. Uh, it's called Oregon Brews and News. And whenever I see there's a woman brewer been hired, it goes straight into the newsletter. Um, and so I think there has been some glacial growth there, but going in the right way, I would hope. As a white male, I, I don't pretend to represent anybody, but it's just my observation. And in terms of, you know, race, like I said, it's been very white. I haven't seen that changing a whole lot, but it's definitely good to see somebody like Nick uh, getting going with his brewery. George Johnson, who is the owner of Assembly Brewing in Southeast Portland, mm -hmm. uh, is black. Um, he's another great brewer. And so he started, I want to say, three years ago. And Matt Sandoval at Living House is uh, Mexican-American. So there's a little bit, but there's a long, long way to go. All right. So, Andre, outside of the Portland area, um, you know, you went to Vancouver, as you mentioned. But anything else shaking around Oregon or nearby that you've been tracking or places you're interested in checking out? Well, I tell you, I spent uh, a long weekend in Eugene a month or two ago, and then I spent a long weekend in Bend a couple months ago. And those were for two different uh, purposes, but they both came out with just a lot of information and a lot of recommendations. Um, in Bend, I went looking for the best places to drink beer outside. You know, I mean, it's summer, people going to Bend, going to Sun River, got to know where to go. And I spent three days. I went to 20 different places. Um, I tasted beer at each one of them, just a little bit, just enough to get to know their beer. I took notes. Mm -hmm. I took pictures, put it all together. And uh, we came up with 20 best places to drink, be drink beer outside in Bend. And that's at Oregon Live. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then in Eugene, in advance of the World Athletics Championships, which were what? July, I guess. Yeah. It seems like a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, we went and wrote about best places to go find some good craft beer in Eugene. I went down there with Michael Russell, our restaurant critic, and he did restaurants and I did beer and we traipsed around town and put together some good stories. So those were really fun. Um, so some good roundups from Eugene and Ben for you. All right. So Ben, people might think of, you know, boneyard or crux i mean is there anything new or exciting or some of the old oldies but goodies that uh stuck with you from your trip out there yes so there is a place called boss rambler beer club it's um i don't know if you know bend at all andrew but there's a street called galveston yep. it's on the sort of west side of bend and within two blocks is 10 barrel brewing which makes incredible beer. There is Boss Rambler Beer Club, and then there is Sun River, all like right in a row, Sun River Brewing, their, their second tap room. It's the best little trio of 
pub crawl places you'll ever find anywhere. And I'm talking even Ballard in Seattle. But Boss Rambler, they were named Best New Brewery at the Oregon Beer Awards, I think, in 2019, 2020, not too long ago. They're incredible. I mean, I tasted a lot of good beer in Bend. And they had an IPA that was the best beer I had all weekend. It wasn't even just the best IPA. It was the best beer I had all weekend. Um, it's, it, it was a snow theme. Um, Ski Babe. Ski Babe IPA. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Won't comment on that. But Yeah, no comment given what we discussed earlier. Um, right. Well, I guess. But it was ba- a great IPA. Yeah, it's a good IPA. Well, um, what about o- over in the huge? You know, I know. Um, you know, I have a specific favorite brewery there, but um, what's your favorite? Well, boy, that's always tough, isn't it? Uh, it kind of depends what you want to do. My favorite Eugene brewery is Ale Song Brewing and Blending, but that is also because that's just my favorite kind of beer is wild ales, blended barrel-aged blended ales. Um, they're exquisite, they're uh, nuanced, and I just love them. Um, but if you are going down there and you want an IPA or you want a lager or you want beers across the spectrum, hard to miss with Cold Fire Brewing, which is kind of right there in the middle of town. Um, not overly well-known outside of Eugene, I would argue. But, um, you know, I mean, enough people know about it, but it's called Cold Fire Great beers um, across an array of styles. Um, can't get enough of Cold Fire. Yes, they could actually uh, benefit from additional distribution, one would argue. One meaning Andrew Thien would argue. We could use more <laughs> distribution. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then you've got your OGs like Ninkasi and Oakshire. And, um, you know, they're still doing new stuff. Oakshire is big into uh, the smoothie sours, which are, you know, old school purists and traditionalists turn their nose up at, but I think they're pretty good. What else is in the newsletter these days? Uh, if you're not subscribing, what will people find in, in uh, News and Brews? Lots of news. Just lots of news. Uh, Beer Mongers, the beloved um, pub and bottle shop in Southeast Portland, has to move at the end of this month. They're on division, and they're not going far. They're just going around the corner onto 11th Avenue. Um, you know, and so that's sort of... A big shakeup in the beer world. What else? Westward Whiskey. Yesterday I was at Westward Whiskey. This isn't beer, but it's beverages. And they just reopened their tap room in the Central Industrial West Side or East Side, um, right there by the train tracks. Went to their new tap room yesterday. It's absolutely beautiful. And had a few sips of some of their single malt whiskeys, which are fantastic. Um, Saravesa has reopened its uh, side room. It's called the Bad Habit Room. Uh, so that's some big news. You probably already know that Hair of the Dog Brewing in Portland OG closed. Um, yeah, I believe we talked about that. One thing that, you know, I know that we've talked throughout the pandemic and it's been kind of a, I don't know if I want to go out as much and we're all kind of in a different spot than we have been. Are you feeling kind of quote unquote normal when you're out there and are you, you know, you're visiting a lot of spots and you also went to the brew fest right down on the waterfront yeah i did i did i'm 59 i have been pretty conservative about going out um and uh you know haven't uh, i'm sort of one of these people who's pretty careful um but i'm fully vaccinated i'm boosted 
um, I will continue to be, and I haven't gotten sick yet. Um, and so I don't know that gives me any sort of false confidence, but I also continue to see, uh, as we reported yesterday, that um, coronavirus, uh, that COVID numbers keep dropping, infections are lower and lower, mm -hmm. um, hospitalizations are down. It doesn't seem to be as serious uh, when people do get sick. And I'm not speaking, of course, for everybody because there are still people really suffering. Um, but, uh, I do get, there are situations sometimes when I'm out and I'm like, eh, this doesn't feel great. Um, I thought the Brewers Festival, Oregon Brewers Festival was fun. It was a lot smaller this year. I thought it was too crowded under the tents and I wanted to get out of there. Um, there are sometimes I'm in a, in a situation where I'm having to interview somebody or I'm in a crowded bar and I think, eh, I'm not a fan of this and I'll kind of get away. So, I mean, it's just sort of your, each person's own habits and comfortable level. Right. And, and for me, sometimes I'm, I'm not feeling it. So I get out, but haven't gotten sick yet. Knock on wood. You mentioned some of the beers that are maybe quote unquote traditionalists aren't as familiar with the smoothie sours and things of that nature. Are there any like new trends that you, um, are seeing breweries uh, kind of glob onto, you know, it's often right here that we see kind of the new cutting edge stuff, anything different or new coming or that you've already tasted um, this summer. It's right along the lines of the smoothie sours and it's the sort of the slushies. Uh, I had them at boss Rambler, that place in bend I was talking about, and they have a frosé where it's, I, I don't remember off the top of my head how they're made, but some of them are beer, some of them are wine, and it's basically in a slushy machine. Um, hmm. Culmination Brewing, I had one at Culmination this week where it was like uh, kiwi and guava kind of mixed together, like, you know, one of those uh, swirl uh, ice cream cones. It kind of looked like that, but it was in a beer glass, and it was delicious, <laughs> um, you know, as as – some people I know would say that's not that's not beer, and well, to me, I my mantra is what what does beer taste like? There is no beer that tastes like beer because there are so many styles and so many preferences for people, and it's all beer. It's all fermented, uh, you know, wheats, hops, grains, malts, um, sugars being converted. So yeah, that's what beer is, and there are a lot of different flavors. And get over it. What else are you looking forward to as you kind of look ahead to the fall and maybe, uh, you know, the pivot to some of the darker beers or anything else that's coming that you're excited about? Uh, yeah, well, the next thing is we're already starting to see it's fresh hop season. And so breweries are rolling out their fresh hop beers. If you don't know what a fresh hop beer is, um, the Northwest is one of the world's epicenters for hop growing. And so every year about this time, there's the hop harvest. And what usually happens to hops is they're made into little pellets, they're stored, and that's what goes into beer throughout the rest of the year. But at hop harvest time, brewers make what are called fresh hop beers, where they actually travel to the hop farms, they get bags of fresh hop flower cones, rush them back to their brewery or they have them delivered however we're you know whatever the situation mm -hmm. and they make beer with those fresh flower cones within 24 hours of them being harvested that is what a fresh hop beer is they are more floral they're brighter um 
they're a little more pungent in their aroma. Uh, they just have sort of a unique flavor that isn't just, you know, beer flavored beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's going on now. So for the next month, we're going to see just a ton of fresh hot beers roll out. A lot of people are crazy for them. I like them. Um, and then it's Oktoberfest toward the end of the month. And so, you know, a lot of Marzins and, and Fest beers. I always love those because you get to the end of the summer and I've drank a lot of sours and IPAs and I'm really looking for really great German lagers. And then we move into winter and here come the big boozy barrel-aged bad boys. Um, you know, and, and the winter, hoping the winter ale fest is back on this year. Uh, it's been off for a couple of years, but looking forward to that. And then we're around the corner into next year and who knows what will happen then. Plug your newsletters, I guess. So people know where to find them and, you know, you are the newsletter man now. So if you want to talk about any of those, uh, other offerings, uh, what, have, what have we? Yeah, got? absolutely. Um, the Oregonian and Oregon Live has a huge focus now on newsletters, which are um, news roundups, compilations, highlights that are delivered straight into your email inbox. Um, I write one myself every week, as I mentioned earlier, comes out Thursdays at noon, and it's about all of the news that's going on in the Portland and Oregon beer world. It's called Oregon Brews and News. There's one every morning that is all of the biggest news that the Oregonian has covered the previous day. That comes out at eight in the morning called Morning Briefing. We have a new one that's coming up called Oregon Education Roundup that our education team is going to do now that school is starting up. That's going to come out weekly starting the first day of PPS, I believe, um, which is September 6th. Um, and you know, we just keep rolling them out. And they're fascinating. They're fun. They're a quick read. They're, they're a really good way to get your news delivered straight to you. You can find any of them at OregonLive.com slash newsletters. You go there. There's the entire grid of all our different newsletters. You click on it. You enter your email. And you start getting it. Uh, you don't have to go find the news. It comes to you every day or every week, whatever the case may be. We did one on Oregon 22, like the World Championships. That one was called the pop-up, where it ran for 10 or 12 days, whatever the length of the track meet was. And that starts and it stops. And um, so it's a good way to even just focus on particular niche temporary things that are going on as well, too. We're talking before the weekend, but uh, I don't know, one or two beers that you're looking forward to this weekend or something you've got on your wish list? Well, by the time this comes out, I think this will be in the past, but uh, Brews for New Avenues is a really rare beer auction that is held every year in Portland to help um, to prevent youth homelessness. And I will be there Friday and Saturday, and they're going to be pouring some really rare Belgian and vintage beers to guard um, some really classic ales um so i'm really looking forward to trying those but um unfortunately by the time people are hearing this it's going to be over but well what do you have at home then that you might crack open at some point that you're looking forward to i have an ale song beer as i was mentioning before out of eugene that um i can't wait to try and i have freem family brewers is uh, one of my favorite breweries in the world Degard brewing out of tillamook um they've got a couple new ones coming out so those are there i've also um 
Got a couple IPAs in there, kind of across the board. Looking And looking forward to fresh hops. I'm going to get out this weekend and try some fresh hop beers and throw some of those into the newsletter next week. Stormbreaker Brewing um, has eight, no, 13, I think, fresh hop beers planned wow. over the next uh, month, I think. They're always at the forefront of fresh hop. So if you want to find the best uh, and the most varied, check out Stormbreaker. They have two uh, tap rooms, one on Mississippi in North Portland and one in St. John's in North Portland. Great spot run by a couple of great guys. All right. Well, um, if you are interested in more Andre, you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can follow him on Instagram at Oregonian Beer Guy. Is that right? That is exactly right on Instagram. All right. And uh, thanks for all your coverage and for taking time to talk today. Absolutely. Thanks, Andrew. Always fun to be on here. You guys do a great job. Always fun to listen when I'm not on them, too. Appreciate that. All righty. Thanks for listening to Beat Check with you, Oregonian. I shared links to some of Andre's recent stories and how to subscribe to our newsletters in the episode notes. If you like this show, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find the show. And tell friend, help spread the word. The best way to support our journalism is with a subscription to Oregon Live. You can do that at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Until next time.